Welcome to Fix with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and me, Jake, gives you sports betting tips. I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Tuesday, January 18th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C against the spread pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks to get an A are the ones I love, picks to get a B are the ones I like, and picks to get a C are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Please subscribe if you aren't already. And for those of you on YouTube, leave a comment about the play you like the most or the one you think we might be wrong on. Jake, yesterday, we disagreed on two. We split those. We got a push uh, in that Utah-Arizona State game, but we won the two we agreed about. So before we get to what did we learn, uh, you were, we were talking about this before the show. You went back and looked. Uh, Jake, what is our record on podcast when we agree on these games? When we agree, we are 42-26-3, and three, so right around a 60% clip. That's fairly good. Like I, That's that's break games down. Long term, you, you can't get better than that. I mean, long term, that's that's literally the dream, the 60 percent that, that I, I, I thrilled with that. If we can keep that up on these on the games we're talking about here, giving out that is fantastic. So that's 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 obviously the goal, right? Yep. That's yep. So what, what else? Uh, what else did we learn yesterday, Jake? So yesterday, I, I think this is one team that everybody needs to watch out for. That Murray State team is something building in the LBC. The way, the way they have just handled Belmont and then didn't have a let get, let down game in the next one and still covered the 20 number. Um, that was an impressive performance yeah. yesterday. They're, they're <laughs> just mean, incredible. And yeah. I don't I don't know where they get it from. They change coaches all the time because the coach gets pulled out of there. Right. And But they are a top 25 offensive efficiency team. And that's they should run through the rest of the OBC. Mm-hmm. But come March, they're going to be a problem. Um, and like, like I said in the breakdown, Kofi and Illinois struggle against good, opposing good big guys. Yeah. I mean, look at what Edie did to him there in the first beginning of the game. I mean, and then what, what and the one-two combo that Purdue has is pretty nasty with Williams yeah. and Edie. High um, use still can't take care of the ball. 14 turnovers yesterday. And that's, I mean, that's the difference in covering and not covering. Like, it gets a bad Nebraska team. Yeah. Like, it's, it's going to be rough for them if they can't figure that out. Yep, yep. Uh, won't be rough today. We have a fantastic slate. Uh, we're probably going to go a little over our usual 15 minutes, I feel like, today. We've got five games to break down, a ton of buzzer beaters, um, just a lot of great basketball today. We're going to start off with the 4 p.m. game. So hopefully you're watching this a little earlier, you know, before work lets off. 4 p.m. Central, Baylor at West Virginia. Look, I was ready to back the Baylor Bears here after last week. I, I thought to this to myself, I mean, I, before the final buzzer blows Saturday, I'm thinking I'm going to, I'm going to be on Baylor here next week. People are going to overreact. This team is still really good. Lo and behold, I've got Baylor minus 3.7. That's an A pick on West Virginia plus six and a half. It pains me to go against my alma mater, but this Baylor team, the number just isn't caught up yet. They are good, but they are not that good. Um, going on the road, we all, we've talked about it a lot. It's a really tough environment in Morgantown. Six and a half points is a lot. Baylor could easily win this game by seven, eight, nine, that's something like that. But there's a lot more scenarios where they either lose or they want a tight one. I think six and a half is just way too many points. So a pick for me there, Jake, what's your take? I'm, I'm with you. I'm on, I'm on West Virginia. They at home, they are a different team. They, they 
when when Morgantown gets rocking, because there's I don't know if you've ever been, but there is nothing in that town besides West Virginia University. Um, so everybody goes, and it's a, just an incredible atmosphere. And one turnover turns into two, turns into four, turns into six. So when they get rolling, and the, like right now they're they're averaging forcing eighteen turnovers a game, and Baylor unfortunately is not taking care of the ball very well. So they're they're averaging close to thirteen turnovers. So that's it's gonna be tough in that environment to keep that number reasonable and still cover the six to eight to seven, eight to seven, nine points, whatever that kind of line you need. Um, And West Virginia's offense has got two great guards that are just just really good, really fun to watch. And Taz Sherman and Sean McNeil. So keep your eyes out. If you're watching the game, watch those two guys. They're really good. Baylor's got to get, got to go back home and figure out what they're doing on offense because right now that you can't just depend on LJ Cryer being your sole bench production that's not going to work in in a very very good big 12. Yeah absolutely we talk about the big 12 is just a gauntlet especially these road games there aren't many gimmies and like you talked about with West Virginia the turnovers that's where Baylor struggled this year their guard play just hasn't been what it was last year they lost a lot of production obviously and early on their guards Looked like they could do it, but so far, um, I mean, they're again, they're good. They're just not that dominant level they were last year. And you really need a dominant team to be able to go on the road and, and win in an atmosphere like this against a pretty solid West Virginia team. So, yes. yeah, we both think there's just too many points there. Another Big 12 game. There's a lot of good Big 12 games um, tonight. The other one that we're going to highlight, 6 p.m., Kansas at Oklahoma. The model thinks this should be Kansas by a shade over five. So it's a B pick for me on Kansas minus three and a half. Jake, I'm curious your take on this one. My thought is that when I've watched Oklahoma this year, they have one guy to stop, and that is uh, the big mountain man. And if you can stop him, they really struggle, and their points don't come from efficiency. They just come from uh, somebody has to score eventually. Um, yeah. But if you can take care of uh, of Groves, uh, the big Groves, not the little Groves, of course, then I, I think Kansas should be able to go on the road and get an easy number here. The number, I think, is just a little short here um, uh, for Kansas. What do you think? I'm, I'm the same way. It's it's Tanner Groves or nothing for Oklahoma. I mean, they, they've had some good games out of some of their guards, but nothing to depend on. It's like really they give the ball to Tanner and like, all right, make a play. And that's not going to work against a team like Kansas, who's, who's ready for that. And they've got David McCormick and a couple other big guys they throw out there that he's just – he's not enough. Like, he's very, very good, and I'm not trying to disparage it. He's just not enough. And Abaji for Kansas is a different level of good. And being 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", I forget how tall he is, Oklahoma doesn't have a guard that can stay with him at that height. And not many people in the country do, but it's just – it's not good – the number's too short for Kansas, a very good offensively talented Kansas team. Yeah, like you said, I think it's, it's a little similar to the uh, Illinois-Purdue game we talked about yesterday where um, Purdue had the ability to stop what is the unstoppable force for Illinois. And the same thing here, this is what OU rides their one guy, Kansas, the ability to stop it. So um, take Kansas tonight there. Uh, a mid-major matchup that should be a good one, also at 6 p.m. Central Time, Davidson at VCU. The model makes this a pick so it's a B pick for me on Davidson plus two. I think they've got a good opportunity to win this out right Davidson's been a covering machine I just I don't think the number's quite caught up to him yet Jake my thought on this though I just I wish the number was higher this is one where I really think as the game moves towards tip 
this is either it, obviously it might stay it might stay right at two we might get another push right what are the odds we get another push like you tires in the yeah. state but if the number starts coming i think the number starts moving towards a pick but if the number starts eking out and people are on vc you can get two and a half or three i like this a lot more this should be a really tight exciting game jake what's your take so i'm, I'm on davis i think they win this out right like i i mean Anytime you can get extra points, you want extra points. But uh, Davidson is very good, and they're not getting the respect they deserve. Like, this team is so, like, very balanced offensively. It is unreal. They shoot the ball at an unreal clip, um, just like we mentioned last time we talked about them. It, it is, like, they're very good for the free throw line. I think it's pushing 80%. They're, like, de- almost, like, pushing 50 from three-point arc and, like, fi- and over 50 from just the floor. And though, like for a tight game, a team that can shoot like that, they will always be in it because it just takes one little 6-0, run where they hit a couple threes and then there's a foul or something and they're right back in every game. VCU right. um, is a good defensive team, very good defensive team, reminiscent of the Shaka Smart era with them, but they can't shoot. And that's, that's going to be a little too much for the defense to make up for this game. Like, because Davidson is that good on offense. It's just, even on the road, Davidson is a very good team. Yep. And if you think they're going to win outright, if you agree with Jake there, uh, what I checked, it was about plus 110, plus 115-ish on the money line. So that's uh, an angle to look at there if you want to go that route, take a little bit of extra money rather than the two points that are being offered as of this morning. 8 p.m., Wisconsin at Northwestern. Uh, The model makes this Wisconsin minus one. I've been backing Wisconsin, uh, but I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to take Northwestern and two and a half points. That's a B pick for me. But goodness, going against Johnny Davis is terrible. Terrifying. Going against how red hot Wisconsin's been is terrifying. This is one where I'm just gonna, you know, trust the hashtag process on this one and take the two and a half <laughs> with Northwestern. But man, this is not. This is a, a scary one for me to fade Wisconsin. Uh, Jake, which way are you on this one? I'm actually leaning Wisconsin. That's solely a Johnny Davis gut pick. That's not anything else because Northwestern is the better team if you go by almost every metric. They're, they're better defensively, better defensive efficiency, better offensive, better offensive efficiency. And, I mean, and they're within, like, I think it's half a turnover a game with them. Like, it's – they're very, very similar teams. And the key to this game to watch is, like, is uh, Pete, uh, Pete Nance versus Tyler Wall. If Tyler Wall can kind of contain Pete Nance – who's by far Northwestern's best player and leads them in most key categories, uh, then Wisconsin might be able to clear, like clear this number fairly easy, but I don't see Tyler Wall handling him that well um, because it's going to be Johnny Davis and then need Brad Davidson in this one to, to cover up. But it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one to pick Wisconsin on. It's, it's crazy for me, this game. You've got teams with drastically different records. But again, like you said, the metrics actually point to this being a, a fairly even matchup. Now you've got at Northwestern. It's also kind of a must-win game for Northwestern. And I hesitate to say that in January. I don't want to be the hyperbole guy, right? Uh, but you're, you're looking at they've really got to get things going or they're not going to make the tournament. And, and this is an opportunity to get a quality win. And they're really running out of time to start making a run or else they're not even going to sniff the tournament and so kind of like I said kind of a must win for them um 
but yeah, it, it just, it blew my mind, this number and it blew my mind the metrics on this. So yeah, I, I'm trusting the process here taking the two and a half, but I don't, I don't love going against John Davis. You're on the other side with that. Yeah. I don't blame you at all. This should be a fun one to watch for sure. Also at 8 PM, we have Duke at Florida state. I'm telling you, I'm surprised this number is so low. I expect it to rise throughout the day. It's, it's a B pick for me on Duke at minus five. The model makes this 6.7. I don't love road favorites, but I think that Duke is just a lot better than Florida State. And I don't think that going to Florida State is quite as challenging as we talked about at the top of the show, going to a place like Morgantown. So I'm a little bit less worried about the road atmosphere in general there. So I'm on the Blue Devils there at minus five. Uh, I think get this one early because like I said, I think this number's going to get up to five and a half, six, six and a half as the day moves along. Jake, what's your take? Yeah, I'm, I'm all over Duke. I, I don't get the small number. It doesn't really make sense because the way Duke is playing right now, they are by far the better team. 95% of the time they step on the floor. Like, and there isn't a matchup out there that Pablo Banchero isn't going to take advantage of. You throw a big guy at him, he's bat, he's past him, driving past him. You throw a small guy out there, he's backing him down. You've also got Mark Williams, who is playing out of his mind. Like the difference between this time last year, Mark Williams versus this time this year, Mark Williams is incredible. It's too different players and Caleb Mills who's an incredible guard just like we said with NC State and Wake Forest they're those guys they're so dependent on that guard against this Duke team will have an incredible tough time because you've got Wendell Moore um Trevor Kills and Jeremy Roach and AJ Griffin and even Pablo Ventero that'll be checking them throughout the game and that's just a lot to go through um, the Florida State team is very young and very tall. They will be good in the next couple of years if everybody stays around. But they just – and Leonard Hamilton is a great coach. They just don't have the talent this year to play with Duke. And, and I think that's a good point. Like, I think Florida State's a pretty solid team. Uh, I just – I think that the difference between the top of the ACC, which is just Duke, and the rest of the ACC is a larger gap than usual. And then people realize it's kind of a unique season, as opposed to when we talk about the Big Ten, the Big East, the Big 12, the other three kind of premier conferences in college basketball here where the top is really good, but the next tier is not that far behind them. Uh, I don't think you have that in the ACC, which is why I just, I'm surprised this number is this low. Duke is going to fail to cover games like this throughout the season, but they're going to cover more than they don't unless you start making these numbers a lot more inflated and accounting for how much better Duke is than the rest of the conference. Yeah, uh, so both, yeah, both Jake and I there are, are on Duke. Uh, we got some buzzer beaters here, maybe some over, maybe we'll call this overtime picture. Right? I think we're already over our usual time slot yeah. here. I've got six A picks for you here. I'm going to try to go through these uh, quickly, but not so quickly. You can't hear them, right? I've got 6 p.m. Akron minus 14 and a half versus Western Michigan. I make this game 19, which is quite a large discrepancy to have that big of a difference. I think Akron is just going to blow Western Michigan out the building. At 6 p.m. also, I've got Ole Miss minus nine versus Missouri. Missouri gave... Um, Texas A&M, everything they, they wanted last week, but Missouri's a better home team than road team. So this game being at Ole Miss, I think it's the difference. Ole Miss gets an easy win there. 6 p.m. Eastern Kentucky minus six versus Lipscomb. I am eight and one fading Lipscomb. So I like that to continue. It's a short number with Eastern Kentucky. They should get there if needed with some light fouls. Also at 6 p.m. North Alabama plus seven versus Bellarmine. Is it Bellarmine or Bellarmine? I, I really don't I, know. I don't know. 
And they're a team that's yeah, they're a team that's jumped up from the division two ranks recently. So I however you pronounce that is someone someone drop in the comment how to how to say that for me <laughs> so I can say that right going forward. I have another underdog at 7 p.m. Fordham plus seven and a half versus Richmond. The model knows that Fordham's best player is out and still thinks that seven and a half is too many against a Richmond team that has been a fun team to back, but I think Fordham not getting enough respect there. And then the last one, also at 7 p.m., Loyola Chicago minus 12 at Evansville. I think they can run Evansville out of their own building. Evansville is not anywhere in the same zip code yeah. as that Loyola Chicago team. Uh, Jake, what you got? I, I really like your Ole Miss pick. That, that I think they're putting their foot in the ground and turning and turning the corner here and becoming a good team. They're already really good defensively, so they should cover that nine fairly easy. Um, my buzzer beater is good. Uh, I like North Carolina minus two and a half over Miami. I think rebounding is the difference, and you saw that with Miami versus Florida State. Um, I like Liberty minus nine and a half. <laughs> Need to watch if you can find a chance. Watch this game. Darius McGee has had two forty-point games in the last six. He's he's fun to watch. And Liberty's like, a fun team to watch sometimes yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, and I love Tennessee versus uh, Vandy. Um, Tennessee's got the experience to be deal with the weird home court, and they're going to be angry after that Kentucky loss because. They didn't play that bad, but Kentucky was just hot. Yeah, I uh, I like that Tennessee pick as well. And North Carolina is a fascinating team to me. Look, if, if you listener out there have, if you think you figured out North Carolina, drop that in the comment and tell me about North Carolina yeah. because I cannot figure them out. The model can't figure them out. I, I, every time I think uh, they're going to do one thing, they do the other. That team, they'll they'll all of a sudden they'll go out there, they'll play great defense, and you know they could score. And then another time they'll, they'll just have the string where they don't uh, stop anybody. I don't, I can't figure out North Carolina. So if if you think you figured out, drop them in the comment because I'd love to hear about North Carolina. It's one of the teams that I just scratch my head at um, on them. That's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Remember, check out the Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's game. If you haven't answered yet, please click that subscribe button. We'll get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season. We will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.